if you have diluted attention, your ability to actually put everything you need into something just by natural consequence of having too many things to focus on just eliminates itself. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I've got a unique, a special, a Aussie-type show for you today. I've got Mr. Chris Morrison. He's the CEO of Predictable Sales Strategy. He's an expert in offer positioning and messaging. He's an expert in getting consistent and daily sales calls with social media and Facebook groups, fixing sales processes, and team building. We've got a unique one here today, Chris. Um, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. One thing I did not expect just then was uh, your um, introduction to take over the whole screen. That was totally unexpected, but <laughs> such a great way to uh, break frame. So good work. Yeah, absolutely. So it is 6 a.m. over there for you right now. You're, you're still in Australia. You're just in a different city. You're traveling. Yeah, I'm in Adelaide, uh, which is South Australia. It's like okay. a two-hour flight. It's like a flight from um, LA to Vegas. Okay, that's yeah, great example for our listeners. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a dip, a bit of a time change, so you expected to do this first thing in the morning, but it ended up being like six a.m. your time. Well, first thing in the morning. Now it's first first thing in the morning, right? Like uh, <laughs> this this is before. Like I'm I'm. Normally I'd go out and actually buy a coffee because I'm a bit of a coffee snob, but they yeah. have like instant here. So I'm having that. So um, one thing I can say for you is that very few people can make me drink instant coffee, dog. And very few people can make <laughs> me get up this early. You have ticked two boxes that very few people will ever actually achieve. So good work. I love it, brother. That's what I'm, that, that's what I'm here to, to challenge you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, Same it's though. so, it's so funny the way that we, we met, I should say, well, one, we're both in apex you know, that mm -hmm. is kind of universal for our, a lot of my business contacts, you know, probably 70% of them I've met through Apex. But when you came across my page, I think what interested you was the building sales teams part, right? And Absolutely. so you've gone amazingly deep and have a deep expertise in terms of converting social media into dollars, essentially, right? That's the, the hierarchy and overview of it. And you're teaching other people how to do that within your coaching programs and your consulting programs so that they can deliver for you, right? But it was the first time that you were having to bring in new salespeople and train them and create structures for them to kind of develop into. And so you enrolled in our Brickyard group and you went through the course, you tore through the course and we're already making documents within two days. So the execution was paramount. And then uh, on our first couple of calls, you were just all over the calls, asking a ton of questions, absorbing that information and executing it very quickly. And it eventually I caught on to like, hey, Chris is not just a client here. He's a resource, you know. And so we had a few conversations after that. And I was like, I've got to get you on the show to tell people, you know, what you're doing, what you're coaching on and how they can utilize those systems and strategies, as well as hire you to do the same for them. 
I'd like to first, if anything, just before that, I'd like to not mm-hmm. gloss over the fact that I am and was a client of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to not gloss over that part at all. Um, I have done probably four or five different sales uh, team building programs in the past. Um, and I think that all the experience in that helped set me up to make it really easy for me to do yours and crush it. Right. Okay. Um, the the Cole Gordons, the um, uh, the sales snipers and all that stuff. Like one of the guys that I still work with, who's a consultant, that, sorry, that, that I pay to consult me, is still the CEO of Sales Sniper now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the product that you guys have there at like the Brickyard product, or at least the the the, the strategy you guys put together for the um, the course contents of that. No matter how you tend to, how you intend to use that, the course contents of it through your Kodok strategy and all this stuff as well, and the way that you actually deliver and explain it, and the resources you give, um, best on the market. I'm saying this as someone who's spent probably forty grand on other things in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you were, and this is just, I've, I've told you this before, and I'll tell you this. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had deep conversations with you. If you were to do that at a higher ticket price and help people implement that, it would be a fucking game changer. If I can't swear on here, I'm sorry. It's just not who I am. Um, it would be a game changer um, because you guys could do, do some real damage in the industry. And I just wanted to give anyone who's listened to this some context and not gloss over that at all. Um, and also to, to, to suggest that like we have had sales team in the past, so it wasn't the first time I brought team on. Um, okay. so understanding Kodok was just very, very, very helpful. Like I, I, I don't know. Is that your system? Did you come up with Kodok? Yes. Yeah. So I have, um, I've told others about your system and I've, 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 I've given you all the props in the world because of it at the same time as well, because it just makes it so unbelievably easy to work mm-hmm. out why someone is or isn't okay in, um, a sales role, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, outside the actual profiling of the salesperson and making sure that they actually are a good fit for it, have the skills and all of stuff too. It makes it really easy for them to see value in the offer. And um, I've had like 30 applications um, for appointment setters in particular. so like a junior sales rep based on what you guys talk about um, over the past, uh, probably the past month. Um, and almost all of them are like begging to work with us. Like begging. I love it. Um, we we already had a really good uh, value proposition, but the way yeah. you helped us um, bring a lot of it to the front of it through Kodok has been really helpful. Mm. So please use all all the past seven minutes as a testimonial, please. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. I appreciate that more more than you know, brother. I mean, <laughs> you work and develop on something. You know, you put your heart and soul into it over the years, and and then yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, so it came natural to me, but that didn't mean that I didn't have any insecurities about it. You know what I'm saying? So you coming in and saying that was massive. No way. (laughs) And so I just want to illustrate this though. Like you're very good at what you do and you say I'm very good at what I do. Right. And we could have easily both written each other off because we're, we're, we're very much in somewhat of the same space, you know, when you talk about sales coaching and consulting, right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very on the team side, you know what I'm saying? And you're very on the offer and uh, Facebook group side and lead gen, you know? And so, you know, what I see in the future probably is that's what probably define is like, just get clients. Yeah. Like, wh- whatever the platform, just getting clients. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, but I think you're built for coaches and consultants, you know, 
And so when we have all, when we had our conversations after that, it was very much so where I was learning from you in our conversations after that, and you were learning from the course, you know? And I think that's just goes to show the abundance mindset that we both have in working with each other on that stuff. And I know that this is one of those things where as soon as I get five minutes to like put something together, <laughs> that I'm going to restructure my whole offer based on what you gave me, you know, because you're, you're very right in the sense that, you know, my one-on-one -on -one clients benefit from this swimming, right? Swimming. And I'm able to, to execute at a higher level on that versus, um, you know, doing kind of a hybrid done with you system, like, like you're currently doing, I think would help a lot more people that couldn't afford maybe the one-on-one -on -one stuff, you know? So, um, but one of the things that you did say that I want to point out and what I'd like to start with is make a million with your first offer before you bring in another offer. So walk me through that. I mean, you, you tore into me for about 10 minutes on it. So I want to make sure that my <laughs> listeners get that benefit too. Because at the time I had given you like five or six different offers and I was like, this is everything that I'm doing. And you're like, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Walk us through it. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as religious as most, uh, but my partner is like Michelle um, is, is, is super duper duper religious. And it's been really, 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 really interesting um, as a, uh, observer of someone who's extremely religious and living with them and, and, and everything that they believe, because I just didn't grow up with religion at all. Right. Mm -hmm. I grew up on the streets. No, but I really did. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, I, I didn't grow up with any like preconceived beliefs other than like, don't get shot today. Let's do yeah. that. I'm so um, glad. Yeah. It, it truly was survival. Right. Mm -hmm. Um and what i've noticed is like uh of all religions the, the the main message is like you can't serve more than one god right of most the religions don't serve more than one god right mm -hmm. um and stay within the confines of x right um now when it comes to uh things that slow people down from being able to make something just absolutely skyrocket the obvious things that stick out are um, attention is the first thing, because if you have diluted attention, your ability to actually put everything you need into something just by natural consequence of having too many things to focus on just eliminates itself. Right. Um, so when you were like, Hey, I've got this offer and this offer and this offer and this offer, I'm like, Oh, which brings me to point two. I'm like, well, if you were going to sit in front of me, You've now made, you've now given me so many options that I have to think about what it is that I need to do before I work with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you have to put someone through a, uh, a process of having to think about something um, before working with you, then you've created that. If you have too many offers for them to pick from, if that makes sense, even yeah. if you go through the conversation of, um, well, we can pick the best one for you. They're still like, yeah, but that's not the one I want. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, the options. yeah. So if you give them too many options to pick from, because, um, I've noticed that there's a, a, a common thing out there, which is like, you have high ticket, middle ticket, and then low ticket. And your low ticket is so you can get people into your mid ticket and your mid ticket is taking people in your high ticket. 
And I think um, theoretically that makes absolute sense, right? And then when someone isn't able to work out how to market to all three of those at the same time, then they start wondering, oh, maybe it's the offers. We should add more in. That's a really smart thing. <laughs> yeah, three, three, th three isn't good enough. We need seven, right? Uh -huh. um, just because if it's not working, well, of course, just add more in. Give them what the, give the people what they're asking for, which then puts you in a position where you, you you're essentially um, you're being pulled in nineteen different directions, right? Um, because you're doing uh, just sorry, I'll use you as the example. You're doing a podcast uh, offer for someone here. You're doing a brickyard offer for someone here. You're doing mm -hmm. a consulting offer for someone here, and then your brain's just mush, right? And then it's wondering like, how do we make more money? We're, make, we're, we're speaking to a lot of people and a lot of people, are, um, uh, and I'm very grateful for it, a lot of people are buying things, but mm -hmm. my brain is mush. And the, the, the value exchange for what I'm putting out there is not, um, it, it's, it's disproportionately off, right? It's disproportionately off for what I'm putting out there right now. Mm -hmm. And what no one looks at, when, when, when they think about this, no one, for some reason, no one at all ever thinks about, um, oh, maybe my marketing just sucks. And I'm not marketing. <laughs> right? I like, fucking no, love no, that no, so no, much. No one, <laughs> like, no, no one just sits and says, ah, oh, that, 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 it can't be the marketing. It can't be the thing. It's got to be the offers. It definitely can't be. It's the offers. A hundred percent it's that. Nothing else. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, it's possible that uh, our Lord and Savior, uh, Alex Hormozy, obviously <laughs> God, um, has had something to do with this as well, right? Because yeah. the, the, there was a huge impact of that at the same time too. Um, however, um, the, 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 the marketing religion's purple book um, has definitely taken a toll in the industry at the same time too, right? Yeah. Because it puts people people's head in offer land. Now, um, I'm all for offers. I love them. I, one of the biggest things that I communicate more often, not is like more offers, more often. But when I say more offers, more often, I'm talking about make the offer to someone to work in your one service delivery. Right. So, um, we, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, something that I think I learned off, do you know who Taki Moore is? I don't think so. No. Australian dude. Um, probably like the coach of coaches. Uh, I think he does somewhere in, in, in the realm of like 20 million a year, serving a whole bunch of different coaches and stuff. So like he doesn't suck, walks around with no shoes on, has great hair, great dude. Um, not as good as Matt Smith's hair, obviously. That's that's a conversation for obviously. a different day. That's just natural. We would all know that. Um, but the, the one of the things that uh, I, I learned from him um, was, how, how do I describe this? Most people look for different offers mainly because they are either not getting the uh, reward that they thought from the first one, right? Mm -hmm. um, or they're bored and they miss complexity. Right? I'm raising my <laughs> hand. Right? I'm raising my hand because that's me. I'm used to having to drive sales from 40 plus sales reps having to deal with recruiting, having to deal with um, terminating people that aren't meeting minimum standards, you know, um, having to open up new markets, you know, so I am in a, 
a constant state of chaos and I love it, you know? <laughs> and so I have absolutely created that <laughs> for myself now that I'm a consultant, 100%. Diagnosed. Uh, I think good. we should talk about that too, though, because um, yeah. uh, a lot of what I do when I'm working with someone is like, I look at um, uh, who they were prior to what they're doing now as well, right? Because a lot of that will show up in the work they're doing now as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, you're treating selling this like you were when you were selling AT&T. Yeah. Because you would have to have options for that person. Otherwise, you would lose that opportunity. Because the now, nature, the nature of the marketing you were doing was knocking on someone's fucking door, right? Yeah. Versus to, in in the online world, we get to choose who we want to come to us. Yeah, and and to be fair, the way we structured that, we did have, you know, maybe four package offers or in solar, you know, maybe three panel offers, but ninety five percent of the time we sold the same thing every time. Yeah, and it's, so we it's, we were it's, very it's good at positioning the offer to end up at this offer, which was the best value. Completely, player, you know, and and I haven't gotten good at that on the consulting side yet because it is very, you know, if somebody's just starting in the sales team, it's a five k offer. You know what I mean? If they're they have a, a couple of people and they want to scale, it's a ten k. And if they have a large team that I'm having to overhaul their whole program, then that's a ninety day twenty five k. You know, mm -hmm. and um, that's where I find myself kind of in that lower Ooh. mid. Okay. Tier. Okay. Can um can can we work on you now? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely let's do it right all right yeah. so uh, I, I was hoping we could use this to actually help you out genuinely right yeah um because I, I i love what you do and i really want to see you win big time too mm -hmm. right so um the my, my my opinion the the way i think about this stuff the way that i help all of our clients who soar as well right i'm talking um the average client who comes with who comes to work with us uh we have a uh, our first date, the first 16 weeks in working with us, um, mm -hmm. the average makes a 12x ROI, the average, right? Which means okay. that the median is, is 12x ROI, significantly right. more than that as well. Um, and you're talking people go from like 20 to like 150 grand a month, like just like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of it comes down to the messaging and positioning of what you do at the same time too. So one of my favorite hooks for someone who actually uh, is working with or, or, or desires to work with someone that is a higher level entrepreneur of some sort, right? Mm -hmm. Is um, the idea is you want to get inside what they actually are complaining to their wife about at home when they get home from work that day, right? Like, I remember you that, saying this. That, that's the conversation you want to actually enter because it's yeah. a conversation that's already in their mind. And it's the conversation that's really relevant at the same time too, right? Well, it's the and, pain points by which you'll you'll sell them, in my, in my opinion. That's it. That's that's going to move the needle. Yeah, hundred percent, right? Um, one of the uh, for anyone who does ever listen to my stupid Australian voice on any of the stuff that I do, um, one of the main points of a drive home is like market the pain point you want on the sales call. Mm -hmm. Market okay. the pain, like just fucking just encode that into the way that you, um encode marketing the pain point you want on the sales call into the being of who you are and you will attract everyone you ever wanted if that makes sense yeah. now what i really like doing with this as the example is like um i'm sure you've heard of the uh the the how do i describe this i'm sure you've heard of the the 
is it an analogy or verbiage or just like an olden saying is like shoot for the stars you'll hit the clouds on the way down right, right? shoot um, for the stars and hit the moon what yeah, yeah whatever it is. there's, there's, yeah. there's uh, i'm sure there's variations of it at the same time as well mm -hmm. um but when you have three different levels of offer or three different types of people you can work with and all this stuff too mm -hmm. marketing to all three is so stupid yeah right you want to market to the top at all times and the conversation that i would be wanting to enter if i were someone selling something that did have a 25k price point mm. i would be wanting to speak to someone that looks at you as one as an roi immediately like mm. they have to be you have to turn into an investment bank they pay you money you then give them a result at the end of it in some way shape or form you are an investment bank for them um but the idea is or the hook that I like to give someone who wants that high level person is like, how much longer is it that you are going to continue to doing the same shit over and over and over and over again and keep losing sales reps who, if you knew just had the right training would have been 10 times better and produced 10 times more money for you at the same time as well. Like how much, how many more iterations do you have to go through in your offer being the problem? Or how many more iterations do you have to go through in, hearing sales reps say like we've just taken another role before you start addressing the fact that it's your sales program you fucking monkey mm -hmm. right like um so like the, the the way i like to bring in someone high level is like most people when because most of the people we work with help other people um solve a business problem it's always b2b um and it's it's usually going to be around because most b2b problems um, I've broken it down to it's either helping someone get clients, get better clients, get more clients or get more clients without them involved. There's only four things B2B ever does, right? No matter, no matter the service, they are the four things that B2B do, right? Um, and the biggest thing that we like to help people work out is like, which market are they going for? Are they going for getting clients? getting more of the clients they actually want, like clients they actually, because you can get clients all day long, but are the clients you actually want? That's a very different conversation, right? Yeah. Um, then after that, like, are you involved? If so, that's a different conversation. And then the additional one that I didn't, that I didn't uh, speak about just then is like, how long are you keeping them? Because okay. that's a different conversation, right? Like how, how long are you then keeping those clients, right? And if you can work out what um, market it is that you serve if you're in B2B, yeah. then it makes it really, really easy to work out. Um, I'm in what, the get more clients without being involved. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So for you, you want, like, I would be throwing stones at all others. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not here to help you just get clients. I'm not here to help you um, uh, just bring in your first couple of sales reps. You, you are already struggling knowing what it's like having someone come in saying, I'm not making enough money. The leads suck all these different things and all sort of stuff as well, right? Yeah. Um, if, 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 if you know that that's all the things, then you're the person that I need to speak to, right? Yeah. Um, that, that sounded very like uh, 70s telecommercial way, way, that I, way that I explained it. But um, the, the, the idea is like, you want people to understand, like we don't serve someone who is just bringing the, the, their first sales rep on. That is not who we work with, right? Because mm -hmm. then you make it easy for people to work out, oh, that's not for me. But the people who do see 
the value in that, who will pay 25 grand and go, oh, he doesn't work with someone. He'll actually understand me. Yeah. And so if I'm qualifying those, you, you actually make it easier for them to make a decision. Yeah. And it's, it's telling because the clients that do come in and they have sales, existing sales teams already, I can immediately go in and make an impact immediately Instantly. versus the new people. They have to execute for the next three months in order to see this thing return an ROI. Damn it. Not, 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 not <laughs> only that it's, it's execute for the next three months. Um, yeah. Stumble and fall. Yeah. Uh, We've never done this before. With, well, so um, one of the main, like, so we, 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 we thought about for a while, um, uh, Cause some of the time we work with people who are a little bit earlier on as well, but like our, 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 our best range is someone who's between sort of eight and 15 K recurring or whatever it is, or at least like consistently um, in the office. So like they're well over six figures and they want to get to um, mid, mid six or seven um, with a good client acquisition system. Um, but there was a point in time where we're just like the qualifier that we had was like, has this person, been able to successfully enroll clients in the past and get them a great result. They're, they're the two things that really matter because that's what we can actually use to actually help them position themselves really, 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 really well, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, why this is relevant to you is because if the people you have come into um, your Kodok system haven't already felt the pain of reps coming and going, they don't see the value in it. Or nowhere near as much as someone who has felt that pain already. Yeah. Completely different um, set of frustrations and experiences that make someone just go like, I fucking have to pay this guy so much money right now. I'd yeah. be stupid yeah. if I didn't. Yep. So if you guys are listening, understand that I've been taking notes this whole time. And normally <laughs> I don't take notes because I already have my preset questions that I ask on the podcast and then I just listen to what they have to say. Ryan, Ryan takes notes because he's doing it for content. You know, these are going to be the sure. clips that we pull and he reckoned he has an ear for it now, but I'm taking notes because I'm literally going to rewrite my offers after I get off this damn call. I've been saying I'm going to do it and I haven't done it. And it, it just, it makes so much sense, you know? And if you're not getting a kick out of this, if you, you've listened to 200 plus of my episodes and this isn't just like, the funniest one you've ever listened to because I'm getting coached on the episode. Um, then I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. So I, I, I think I've been selfish. I've taken up enough, you know what I'm saying for myself. Let, let's get into things that can help and help our listeners in general, which honestly, if they have a creative mind, they can position it for themselves as well. But I'd say that the people who listen are pretty smart people and just yeah. hearing um, uh, us demonstrating that then is yeah. going to have given a lot of insight irrespective. Of Absolutely. So Absolutely. Good on you guys already having input. I know people have already paused and if they're not, they're going to pause right now and do the exact same. Yeah, exactly. All right, brother. Well, let's talk about Facebook groups because I feel yep. like you've, you've somewhat mastered this game and it's a big part of how you're able to execute so well. So, and again, using myself as an example, because this is right up my alley. I have a Facebook group right now. It is, you know, well engaged. Um, when I do post in there, I get, you know, I've got 500 people and I'll probably get, you know, 20 to 30 likes and then maybe five to eight comments, you know? So it's not mm -hmm. like a dying group or anything like that. 
And it's all about building great sales teams. And up until um, I, I closed down the Brickyard product, you know, I had everything focused on that and I'm going to refocus it on this Facebook group. But the point is I have a Facebook group. It's my demographic. It's my avatar. And, um, you know, what, how can you take that and turn it into a lead gen tool? Because for, for me right now, that's, that's redundant. You know, a lot of the people that are in Apex and RVO. How well, do you mean by redundant? They get introduced to me before they get introduced to my group. So they're introduced to me. They know I exist. They know my products and services exist in terms of building sales teams. They maybe even listen to the podcast and now they're in the group. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not the introduction. The group isn't the introduction to me. It's more a result of being introduced to me, if that makes sense. So I guess, how do I turn that into a lead gen in your mind? Aside from what we already know from building your machine and commenting on people's posts and being a resource, you know? Yeah. So, um, let, 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 let's put your opinion on it being redundant to the side. Let, okay. Let's put your opinion on that to the side. Right. He, did, he just said um, I'm wrong. He just said I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> you can be straightforward with me. The, 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 the good news is you came to that conclusion yourself and I'm just, okay. Um, I am very good at communication, so I understand what you're saying. <laughs> fantastic. Um, the, the main thing that I want to suggest there is like, you will have many people in there that have, that know who you are and know what you do, but they just mm -hmm. haven't had enough of a, uh, I need to do something about this yet. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, now the way that a Facebook group works, uh, if you look at it from the top of what it is, right. Is like, um, I kind of treat it like you're giving people a place in a community to commonly talk about shit they deal with in the pain point that you solve. Right. So like um, you can look at Stuman's group, sales talk with sales process is a great example of this, right? It is the wild west of sales pros just talking shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But in such a great way. Right. Yeah. But it's, it, it is a fantastic example of the wild west of doing that. Because it's people that are going in there um, communicating all the things that either suck or they love or um, they have uh, a community where people would feel understood in because most people outside call it the four walls of that group, which just sounds weird, but it, you get mm -hmm. what I mean, um, uh, wouldn't understand, Right. There's terminology, there's this, there's that, that people just don't get. There's culture to it, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, there's a culture. Um, and the idea is that we want to build culture inside the community that we want to build in some way, shape, and form. And the group is a great place to do that. Now, when you like building culture, and you, you, you've probably spent more time thinking about this than I have. So you're probably a better resource for for culture building than I am, but I've actually studied cults, right? Cults okay. have something that uh, they're essentially a division, right? Cults all have division of some sort and they need someone that is the enemy and someone that is the savior. That, that, that's how all cults are created in some way, shape and form. Right. Mm -hmm. So in order for you to have um, uh, something that, you would describe as pops off or whatever it is, right? 
There needs to be a cult-like division between things, right? So if you want to talk about things in your group, which is like, um, what's like if 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 you guys do Kodok, what's the opposite of Kodok, and why should people hate that? Yeah. Right, so it's building the culture around that at the same time too, and then once there's a, a little bit of understanding as to like why we're here and what we do and don't stand for in some way, shape, and form. Okay. The idea is um, we want to uh, we want to use the group to pre-sell people into our offer is essentially the idea behind it, right? So hypothetically, if I were to choose to sell the Kodok system and building great sales teams as a product inside a Facebook group, I would be going live once a week, but not podcast style. I would be going live once a week where I would be breaking down Kodok and speaking about one of the actual topics with no training around it, but 100% shifting belief as to why the three reasons why um, you're currently not doing well with um, whatever insert like part of the system it is that you aren't doing well with right now. And then link it back to a client's story of some sort, right? Now, where most people fuck up with this is they'll go in there and they'll, they'll try to teach and do this and do that as opposed to use that as a way to get them to think in a different way that go, Oh shit, that's why I'm not succeeding with this right now. Right. And the idea behind that is when we're able to get a client to do something like that, um, we, we have a client, uh, his name is Garrett. Um, he has one of the weirdest niches I have ever, um, come across uh, for a marketing agency. He works with um, the FFL gun dealers, right? Okay. Like he he works directly with them. For you Americans, that's probably super normal. For us Australians, it's super not, right? Um, but <clears throat> he works with gun dealers and as a natural consequence of going in his group every single week and talking about all the reasons why most e- other e-commerce platforms suck and why most of their marketing sucks in some way, shape and form, he's created a division, but he's created curiosity. He's like, okay, cool. If that sucks... What doesn't suck, right? Like what doesn't suck? Um, and as a natural consequence, as a natural consequence of then going, what doesn't suck? When he does a live training, people really tune in. Like if this sucks, what doesn't suck, right? Um, he started with us at like probably fifteen grand a month, serving twelve gods, but these were different niches, and then different yeah. products and all of stuff as well. And we had a, we wrestled, we wrestled. I'm talking like. Four months of him going, no, nah, not doing it, not doing it. And his delivery <laughs> was hell. Um, he w- he had triple the team that he had right now and he was struggling, right? Yeah. Um, fast forward, he's been with us about 12 months now. Fast forward to now, uh, he probably averages at about 80 to 90 grand collected a month serving just the, the firearms um, market. Uh, with a group that's highly engaged, like when he puts a, a, an offer out, we're talking like two to 300 people will comment asking for it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dude, like, I think he spent like six or seven weeks just going around the country in, in an RV, just selling people via DM. Just, yep, yeah, this is life now. Having a full team looking after the whole thing. So he has half the team, significantly easier sales process, He's six times the business all because that group that he created has created a division between good and bad 
told people all the reasons why bad sucks and then started giving people a light as to show why good is good. Okay. And then giving them opportunities to get a conversation started. Um, mm -hmm. And the way that we do that is like, if we were to choose Kodok, right? Yeah. You have so many SOPs inside Kodok right now. So mm -hmm. many, it's not funny. Um, you could literally give away a, a an SOP every two weeks of some sort from Kodok yeah. And, and 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 label the pain point that that SOP in particular solves in relation back to Kodok itself, which starts a conversation with someone who you naturally already know has a problem with the Kodok not being installed in their system. And you can naturally ask a conversation or have a conversation with that person around, oh, this was around operations. How's the operations going in your current company right now? Maybe I can give you some personal insight. And now you're in a consulting conversation from the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> um, when you do that right, you get hundreds of people commenting for these things. Um, and your need to find people is just eliminated. That doesn't exist anymore. Um, right. Doing it all through, you're, you're funneling in your business through your group, essentially. It's it's an engine where people can go and do their own self-discovery in some way, shape and form too. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so they can fully understand, okay, cool. This is the right person. Like you guys use the podcast at the same time too. The hard part with the podcast is this doesn't start a conversation naturally. Right. Right. This is a great um, nurturing tool. Mm -hmm. and Cause we, we, we have a podcast too. I'd love to get you on Monday as well. Right. But yeah. the, um, the, 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 it, it's, it's, it's a nurturing tool to get people to indoctrinate themselves into a belief of some sort. Right. It doesn't start a conversation though, right? And yeah. for anyone who sells shit, how much money are you going to make if you're not having a conversation started? Just, <laughs> just, just toy with me there, right? Yeah. Whereas in a group, if you were to, um, uh, so as an example, uh, last week, for the past six weeks, every time we do a, a, a live in the Facebook group, we usually get about 30 people live watching the whole time. Nice. Right? Um, so it, it almost turns into a webinar and people book calls at the end of it. And then like very thankfully pay us money. Right. Um, which, which is really cool. Um, but it's all based around that, that formulaic system. And on that call too, I also ask people to comment for a particular asset that we have that the actual live that we're doing pertains to the topic around. And on average, we usually get 90 to 100 people while we're on the call saying, yes, I'd like that thing. So now we have someone who's been indoctrinated into something we're talking about. Um, all I'm doing is shifting belief around it and, 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 and explaining, because one thing I'm really good at, and this is uh, something that I would like to help you understand as well, you, you need to help people understand for you, for your product and service, that there is either a skill or a process or a feedback loop that's missing. Right, because they either don't have the skill of being able to do it, they don't have the process for it to make it work, or they don't have the feedback loop to work out why their decision-making process and criteria aren't actually relevant to the outcomes that they want to get in some way, shape, and form. They're the three things you 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 really want to lean in on unconsciously for people if you're selling consulting. It's <clears throat> I can't help but think it's all three of those things. But, but this um. It, 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 it is all three, okay. but they need to understand them. They need to just segment. One at a time. No, I, I typically cover all three off mm -hmm. in everything I do. I've done it while, since I've been on here. 
Um, but the idea is that what you need to do is make sure that they understand that there is three different things. So in most cases where most people suffer with this is because the skill of this is missing and then tell a story about how you fixed it with that skill around that for someone else. Okay. Right. And then the same with the feedback loop because so when someone comes to work with us, we're probably their sixth coaching program, but we're the first to make them go like this. And the reason that's the case is because we don't chuck you through a course. We have a heap of course content, but we give you a document that says, these are the things that you need to focus on. And then we proactively reach out three times a week to ask, say, can you send us some marketing? Can you send us some sales calls? Can you send us some direct messenger conversations? And can you send us the offers that you want to do this week? So we can give you feedback and review these things prior to you doing it or post you doing it so that we can make sure that you aren't going to, that you have the highest probability of, of not failing, not succeeding, but not failing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, uh, th- that also strikes a chord sometimes of like, cool, maybe you just suck at this skill of, of, of messenger conversations. Right. In most cases, that's usually a, a marketing problem. So we need to go back to the drawing board and work out, okay, cool. If this type of marketing brought in this type of client, what do we do to get someone higher? So mm-hmm. here's what worked for this client and this client. Let's do something around that and, and get it out there. Uh, as an example, um, uh, Marvin Kaufman, very well mm-hmm. known in, in the Apex community, was, was a client for a little while there, right? He had a really small group of 215 people that we helped him do 150K month in, in the first month and a half of him working with us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, purely because he was able to actually really speak to that high level person who wanted to buy something in consulting at the same time too and make it really, 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 really simple for them to buy because they already knew what they're getting themselves into and what they were missing. And then when, it di- and then when times didn't work, we're like, hey, just send us stuff so we can review it or send us yeah. some of your team stuff so we can review it at the same time too, right? Um, so that people get that, uh, confidence in the decisions they are making are the accurate and best possible outcomes that they can probably get to protect themselves from failing more often than not mm-hmm. um, every single week. Because that's where most people fail when it comes to consulting. Our job isn't to help them put together processes, it's to help them, it's to stop them from failing. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Like people don't pay us because we have all the best ideas it's it, it, it's they pay us so that they don't make more mistakes that's pretty much it mm-hmm. sometimes it's a process thing like sometimes they don't have a process in place but even that is pertaining to make sure they make less mistakes absolutely so that might have been a bit of a, like a long-winded thing but the idea here is like if you can get people to understand that there's three things missing for them like that yeah. which is how all consulting should be solved right mm-hmm. um then they self-select Right. The idea is um, when you have a group or your content or whatever it is, right? Um, one of my favorite analogies to use is I don't know if this is the same for you, but I know I've done it in the past. And I know that um, Michelle, uh, my partner, is chronic for this, right? Mm-hmm. My arm hurts. Let me Google why my arm hurts, right? They want to know, <laughs> yeah. know why arm hurts, right? Yeah. Because you want to go and self-discover what might be wrong with you before you have to go somewhere else because you don't want to feel like you were in some way, shape, and form taken a, taken, taken for yeah. a ride, right? You want to have a little bit of an idea. So before you go and actually speak to a doctor of some sort, you want to know, I think this might be it. Can you help me understand this though? Mm-hmm. 
So people have a natural desire to self-diagnose prior to getting help, right? Mm -hmm. Use your content as a way to help them become self-diagnosable. Yeah. Right? You want them to fully understand that, oh, this is my problem. I didn't realize it was. Now I can go speak to the person about how to get it fixed. Yeah, you're just shuffling them towards that towards that end goal it's, basically it, it, it's already natural human behavior for them to yeah. actually feel as if that they they need to be in control of that mm -hmm. so if you're not giving them the reason to feel in control of that and then giving them reasons why they might be feeling that way that they didn't realize mm -hmm. because if you think about that as a natural thing that people do they usually sit there and go like oh i didn't realize i have cancer it's like what <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> what do you mean yeah but, but, but they feel a sense of certainty after that. Yeah. And now they'll do whatever they can to get it fixed. So you want to use your marketing to do the same with that. Hopefully this is helpful, by the way. I know I've been rambling for a bit, but this is this is what really makes things turn. No, absolutely. It's it's breaking down how you can utilize that Facebook group. And then, you know, I think I think for, for me as a consultant, it's simplifying the process. You know, once I get them in my web, get them to the group, and the group is where I need to focus my efforts, which the group has been very passive for me, you know? And uh, when I do post in there, it gets a lot of traction and, you know, a lot of feedback and everything. And I, I have, I've always tried to create the community in the sense of there's other people contributing mm -hmm. and um, it's not just held up by me, right? Mm -hmm. um, which there has been some of that, but not, not as intentional as it should be. Not intentional as like the Brickyard group was, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think focusing on that and, it, and if anything I've gotten from our, our conversation today, it's, it's the, that, that power of focus, which you hear it all the time. You know what I mean? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to focus, you know? And then you're like, oh, well I can solve that problem too. And I can solve that problem too. And I can help this person and that person and this person, you know, which is three different levels of people. And you end up becoming the catch-all, which everybody does in their first year of business. And that's what I keep having to remind myself. It's not an excuse, but it is also my first year of business in this business, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but knowing that and being in business in general for 14 years, I've got to listen to the pe people that are experts in their own right, you know? And so for me, and then for anybody listening to this, if you have too many offers and you don't have a streamlined lead acquisition process, then you need to streamline that shit quick. And I'm in that boat 100%. So I've got a lot of work to do after this. I think everyone is. And I think everyone goes through periods and times where uh, they fall off that at the same time as well, because um, uh, the lady in the red dress, right? The lady yeah. in the red yeah. dress always looks sexier on days when you aren't feeling as great about yourself as well. Yeah. So it's just making sure that you 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 um, uh, remind yourself why things are going right in the in in the market you do want to serve more mm -hmm. often than not as well, right? Because otherwise you'll always you'll always look at the lady in the red dress more often on the days where you are feeling shitty about current situation as well. Yeah. So when we talk about a streamlined sales process, at the end of that process, what is your favorite way to sell? Is it is it messenger? Is it the zoom call? Is it over the phone? You know, what is your, or is it the funnel? Um, my favorite way to sell is uh, my favorite way to sell. 
So I'll, I'll give you an answer you, you weren't expecting. My favorite way to sell is only to people who know who I am and what I do. Now, I, I understand that. I wasn't expecting it, but I do understand it because just the call I had before this, he was like, oh, Doug's the sales guy. And that's all mm-hmm. he knew about me. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go through the origin story, the understanding, the conviction behind the process, the process itself, you know? And so what you're saying is because you do have a streamlined sales process and they go through the group and they grow, go through that conviction of, you know, Hey, we have this pain. This is our enemy. This is a solution. By the time they get to you, they've already done all that. They're, they're already sold on that essentially. Now the way you sell is now, sorry. Now the tool you use to sell is negligible because they already know what they're buying and they know who they're buying from. It doesn't need to be extravagant. It doesn't need to be fancy. No. You just need to figure out where. I've I've sold 150 grand in Messenger over the past six weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was purely just on the fact that like people already knew who we are, already know what we did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, we still have multiple phone call sales, like, like fucking all the time too, right? Yeah. Um, the idea is, I refuse to take a sales conversation with someone that doesn't know all that what we could possibly do for them prior to that. Um, because then the conversion part of it just comes about how do we apply it to your situation? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's less about, look at me. It's more about, let's look at you. Yeah. And now that you know about us, yay. Mm-hmm. How do we apply us to you? So now you can fully understand what the impact of this could be to what you are doing. And you can understand what, um, what it is that this really means to you at the same time too. Not in an emotional way, but like a lo- very logistic, practical, um, like, I fully understand what you do, but help me understand how you would apply it to my system. To me, it's like, right. well, how would you want us to apply it? Right? Like, what, what, what would you want the outcomes to be, if that makes sense? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, what, what would you want that to look like? And then it's just about, uh, in most cases, reverse engineering. Well, most people just want to hear about the logistics, like how, how are you actually going to work with me in particular? Next steps. Cool, right? This is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then it's, the, the next question is usually for us that, that people like it. And this is um, uh, key insight here too, is marketing your customer journey is super important because if they can understand what it looks like working with you from the beginning all the way through to the end of your consulting agreement and then post consulting agreement, mm-hmm. most of their questions are already answered. Um, because most of the questions that we get are usually around like, what's the first month look like? What can I expect? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, it's 16 weeks, like, what if I want to work with you longer? It's like, oh, so that like the, if you get a question like that, that's a good thing because yeah. they're already wondering why they should be working with you long-term or what it could look like to work with you, working with you long-term at the same time too. Um, I've had, I've had one prospect to ask me that and oh, really? he's, he's a, a one year plus client and easily my best customer store the raving fan 100 percent. yep like added seven figures in sales to his business yep you know 
It's funny that you Mark, say that. Yeah. Marketing the customer journey is super important, man. And this is like, this is, um, uh, prior to us being on here, right? I said, like, if you want to get the most out of me, get me talking about psychology of why people buy, right? Right. This is, this is it. This is the real stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If you zoom out, um, think about, uh, university education, right? Yeah. I was not blessed with that. I'm a dumb fuck who sells stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Sure. But university education will tell you across the four years of being here, we're going to work on this, 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 this. And as a natural consequence of all of that, you're going to be able to be able to create this after it. Yep. So you fully understand the process the whole way through, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you understand what happens after it. So people make their decision, like their decision-making criteria is based on, oh, this is what they're going to teach our kids. This is what our kids are going to get out of it and all this stuff too. Or this is what, I want out of it if you're making the, that that self-selection. Um, and if you look like a Harvard or Yale, like this is the the, the type of person that's in there. So I want mm-hmm. my, peop- my my kids around that type of person as well. Right. Right? So if like you only have to look at what already exists for us to understand how people are already trained to make decisions around this stuff or to understand um, what's good and what's bad where most people tend to not uh, market accurately. And, and again, this is in my opinion is not painting the full picture of what all that looks like. So that people just go, Oh yeah, this is, this is the thing I want to do for years. So when you look at, you know, obviously that's the psychology of why they're buying and, you know, understanding the process and the result, this is who uses the service. And this is why I would use that service. Um, and you executed that well in marketing then at that point, it's like you said, by the time they get to you or that we have that sales conversation, then you don't have to rehash all of that. And it's about, okay, how do we apply it to your business? Yeah. So you said that you won't have a sales conversation with someone that doesn't know all that already going into it, right? How do you turn them down in that situation? We don't. Okay. So what do you do instead? Yeah, we don't. Um, Great example, right? You introduced me to someone the other day, mm-hmm. right? And it's true. I'm traveling all to the stuff as well. Yeah. And um, I, I want to find out a little bit about them prior to the call, right? right. I want to find out who they are, what they want, what they need, and what might not be working for them right now too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the idea is I'm going to send across two trainings prior. Go watch these. Here's two examples of what we've done in the past with someone else um, okay. in the exact same position as you and how it worked. Um if for any reason you think we wouldn't be a good fit, let's just not book the call. Mm-hmm. But if for any reason post that you think we would be, let's hop on a call. But the first question I'm going to ask is like, is there anything or any reason as to anything you've seen there as to why you think we might be a bad fit? Okay. Right? Because then it eliminates all reasons why we wouldn't be a good fit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It eliminates 100% of reasons as to why we wouldn't be a good fit. Um. And then we're just having a conversation. Okay, cool. Now that we've both determined that we're not a bad fit, right? What does a good fit look like? Yeah. Um, so it's less about turning them down. It's more about the sales process itself. Mm-hmm. Very few people get to a call with us if they haven't already gone through something that um, we pre-qualify in Messenger. And then if they're newer, we just make sure and we... we um, we uh, an agreed upon uh, mission for them to go through stuff 
with the intention of going, um, of not wasting their time, right? It's, it's got to be in their benefit. Like it has to benefit them of going through, and, like going through this training or going through this podcast or going through with the, whatever this is, um, of someone who's been in, in your similar position or, or the exact same position and what we do with them. If at any point in time this is right for you, just cancel the call. Yeah. No one ever does. Actually, that's a lie. Uh, single percentages of people would. Right. Because we typically pick the right training. The, um, the key to this, the key to this is actually make all of your trainings that you do and podcasts that you do to kill an objection. Mm-hmm. So that when you are speaking with someone, you get to the point in the sales process, i.e. in Messenger, whatever it is, um, where you go, okay, cool. I've heard this story before. The three objections I expect from this person are this, this, and this. Uh, let's say it's time, money, something else, right? Okay. Then I want to send across a uh, like a like uh, um, a training around how in the first thirty days we eliminated a time problem for someone. If it's a money one, we want to send across a training around how um, someone with little money was able to start with us and catapult. And the payment plan we did to actually ensure they were able to get started really quickly at the same time too. And then the, I forget what the other one was, but the idea is they come to the call and they've already had um, proof that there's options around Objection. the thing that they were scared about in the first place. Fantastic. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so for you guys and what you're doing with uh, predictable sales strategies, um, What's next for you guys? I mean, you are very good at what you do now. Obviously, you've got the customer cases to show for that, as well as the, the client testimonials and everything. And then in the group, you're giving away, you know, just like you said, I had the SOPs. You are giving away SOPs on how to execute these things. Yep. Um, I guess what's next for you guys? Do you continue to scale that and do that really well and just have that one offer? Uh... <laughs> or do you start building on that? we're well past seven figures so Mm -hmm. we are at a stage where we could if we wanted to install more things right um right now it's 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 all people for me right um so i have a really interesting business methodology um i don't how do i describe this I don't benchmark myself against the money we make, which is business practice problem number 101, right? Right, right. I benchmark myself around how high how high of quality people can I get into the business to come and work with us on the mission that we have, right? Because in order for me to be... Because um, you, uh, you would know this having the Kodok system, right? Kodok for a sales rep is an offer to join your business. Mm-hmm. To, 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 to achieve their own life goals, if that makes sense, right? Right. So I have people I want to hire. So our business goals and criteria are based around the people I want to hire, as opposed to having outcomes and working out what yeah. people we would need to achieve that, if that makes sense. Now, is it the, the people in terms of an avatar? Or is it the people in terms of a position that you haven't filled yet? Position. Absolutely. Okay. Position. And I, I understand that through and through, because that's exactly what we worked on with Kodak. 100%. Right. So it, 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 it's, it, it, it's, it, it's people for me right now. Um, it's to, I'm not going to say eliminate myself, but it's to get myself completely out of the day to day, which is I'm, I'm pretty close to being there right now, but it's yeah. like, 
have team build team, which Kodok yeah. speaks about at the same time too. Um, but it's it's a little it's not just sales. This is also operations and everything else at right. the same time too. Right. Um, and from there, right? I then just my my whole job is go and get people lay downs. My whole yeah. job is to go and market and market and market and market and market and market. Um, we we we've already run two events this year. We want to get up to one at one a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, where we can just get as many people as we can who are existing clients into a room and just change their lives because like the impact of a live event with clients only is wild. Oh, um, absolutely. Huge, absolutely. huge, huge, huge impact. Um, and the idea is that the main problem that we actually solve is not a sales problem. It is, but it isn't, right? Um, I've, I've, I've referenced once that the best way to ensure that you hit the pain point you want is think about the conversation that Doug has as he gets home and speaks to wifey about the problems they had today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 46% of marriages break down because of money problems. The others are because of sex. Right. But if you get good money and aren't a dick, you probably get a lot of sex too. So just fix the money, <laughs> right? Fix the money problem first. Yeah. Um, and uh, I grew up in a family where uh, like my, my, my parents split before I was, born essentially i was like three weeks old and they split um and the conversation like the problem that we actually solve is i want to kill the conversation at the dinner table at night where wifey is asking dad um when are things going to start turning around right when are things really going to start turning around right that's the problem that we really want to solve if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. and we want to make sure that every single person that works with us has a monthly recurring revenue number that exceeds what's needed that far exceeds what, what's needed so that they can actually create the life that they want and then invest the rest into a rest, the rest of those profits into property or something like that at the same time too. So they can actually build wealth, right? Yeah. But then the idea is like, we want to make sure that all those people actually then bring a team in so they can do the same for their team, mm-hmm. right? So when I say my, my focus is people, no one on my team right now makes less than six figures. No one. Right. And that, like, I, I, I take pride in that heavily. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that, like, I have solved that problem for every person on my team. The only way for me to be able to do this on a big scale is to solve that again and, and again and again for more people on my team, because then we yeah. get to solve yeah. it for people outside at the same time, too. So, what's next for me is like, bring more people in that I can get to a place where they can make eight to 15 grand as a team member with us right now, mm-hmm. so that we can help fix the problem where someone is wondering, how they can help give the give their wife the life that they promised them that they haven't been able to do so far just yet, or that they're fearing that they're not able to do that right now at the same time too. So that's going to come through um, getting clients, building team, investing profits into property. They're the three main things. Yeah, yeah. And I love how focused how focused it is, and then it it leads into my next question, which I built. I feel like this is a massive part of, which is you know what does legacy mean to you, and what legacy do you want to leave behind. I want to be remembered for making sure that uh, almost every single person who we had the privilege of working with either myself or um, uh, as, as, as a team member, that the ripple effect just continues to go on and it eliminates uh, every reason why a family would break down. Right. I want to make sure that every single person that comes into um, my uh, stratosphere, whether it be from getting clients, building team, investing into assets or whatever it is, 
I want to make sure that the main points of fear in life are eliminated and covered in such a way that people can walk down the street with their head held high, knowing that tomorrow is going to be better than today, not worried about it at all. Mm -hmm. If we can do that, we can very easily with no uh, lack of belief behind it, eliminate half the problems that the world is seeing right now, in my opinion, anyway, right? Most of the problems are coming from fear and whatever powers out there right now are trying to break down the family unit again and again and again because it's happening. Um, it's kind of what I see legacy for me. Yeah, breaking down the family unit is highly profitable for a lot of people. Fuck yeah. And so it makes a ton of sense that there's people out there exactly trying to do that 100%. You know, so I can see how you're going to create security in families through your business and through the impact of your business but how are you going to fix the sex problem? <laughs> Man, good, communica good, good, good communication um, in, in, yeah. in, in, in families onto the stuff too. And honestly, dude, like uh, Michelle, my partner, actually wants to coach the females that actually come into our world. My man. Straight up, right? So yeah. uh, they, 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 like you asked the question. You got it covered for both sides. I, yeah, I, I okay. Literally, I literally do have the solution, right? Like we, we, we eventually want to get um, – uh, the, the men we work with, right? Like we want Michelle to actually get an opportunity to speak to the women and say like, uh -huh. hey, you, you got to tell these fuckers. <laughs> stop belittling your fucking man and help actually build his vision at the same time too. Yeah. Right? If, okay. um, if, 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 if you want the best male figure to actually look after everything you want, you, the, a woman has two jobs, uh, mm -hmm. three. Make sure that their man looks good in front of the people that they want to look good in front of. Mm -hmm. that's a huge one right you do that the man will do fucking anything for you right yeah. um suck his dick and cook good food. <laughs> <laughs> oh i was not ready for that <laughs> well, like, i don't know if i could put that one in <laughs> <laughs> i think there's explicit and pornographic Right, <laughs> but but, okay, but, we're, but, put, but we're putting but, it in. But that's the formula. That's marriage. <laughs> oh, hey. Everybody has you to go what? home with their wives. Straight up, like, and and what was the third one? I didn't even hear the third one. <laughs> I didn't. And cook for him. <laughs> oh, wait, cook for him. Oh shit! Yeah. Cook the um, food and, and, and as a natural consequence, make sure that the kids are, are very wolfed after too, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So the first two are essential, right? And, and, but I think, you know, we say it so plainly, but more than anything, it's take care. You know what I mean? Take care of your husband. Cause that, that's yeah. what I feel like women have a natural inclination to do versus men have a natural inclination to provide and protect. Right. And, and these are, this is a whole nother discussion. You know, I agree with you on this cause this is my relationship with my wife. You just yep. described it, you know, except the cooking part. I'm a fantastic cook. I love to cook. You know what I'm saying? I barbecue. Yeah. Eliminate cook, uh, eliminate cook and insert, mm. make sure that, um, uh, the environment that Doug gets to come home to is a fucking yes. great one. Yeah. 100%. And she's so fantastic at that, you know? And, and she knows if I get home at seven, it's like, hey, I have a plate ready for you. Like, yeah. I, I, I know I'm not as good of a, and this is from her. I know I'm not as good as a cook, but if I have to, I will to make sure you come home, like you said, to an, that environment. Because we yeah. have those roles. She has her own business. 
You know what I mean? But the business comes second to the kids. Same, which same, is, same with Michelle. Yeah, which is which is rare between female entrepreneurs because it's all you always get into this like choose mine or yours kind of thing, you know, which yeah. is not you got to figure that out before you go into it. She went into it so she could spend more time with the kids, you know, and so that's the agreed upon situation that we have. And it works exactly with what you're saying. One hundred percent. So the, 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 like, you, you, you literally asked the question like this is this is half the conversation Michelle and I talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like. um that's the question like well how do you fix that well there's a there's actually a formula to it yeah and it has nothing to do with sex no nothing at all you know what i mean nothing at all it's all mindset going into sex absolutely it's it's and yeah this is this i could speak about this for hours but like the the the, the truth is there, there there are true roles and if you can have the man feel like he can come home to to an environment that he wants to be in not that he has to that he wants to be in he'll do anything and if you can Make sure that the woman feels like she's an environment where she can be her natural self and she can do what she wants to do and she wants to be there, she'll do anything for the man. Either of those two things aren't spoken to, you're fucked. I um when I first started dating Michelle, she hated me. <laughs> hated, hated because we, because I treated our, our relationship like a business and she hated it. Now she sees mean you communicated and you solved problems <laughs> profit no 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 no, no. <laughs> like uh it was like temperature checks how are we going are we on track are we not oh like, okay yeah communication yes 100 absolutely yeah i love that. communication around it at the same time so but it's just like temperature checks like are we on track huddles like is there like is there anything i've done over the past week that you found that you wanted to get that frying pan and smack it yeah. over my head yeah. 12 things okay i should probably pull my head in are they all, do they all need to be tended to? Are they all important? Yeah. <laughs> but Brother. because of, but because of, uh, she, she, she's, uh, she's Lebanese and grew up in a real strong Lebanese culture, if that makes sense. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, Absolutely. um, communication is not strong no. in that culture. At yeah, you all. do it because it's your job and it's, it's your, your job. You and... do it and you shut up and you don't yeah. say a word. Right. Uh-huh. So when communication enters the chat, it's like, that's the problem is everybody views those roles as that extreme. They view it going oh, to that extreme and it's not that extreme. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And, and, and nobody even wants to have the conversation because then they'll automatically be canceled or whatever, you know? Yep. And so Michelle and I no. actually, uh, we, 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 we want to start a podcast soon around interviewing other couples who are in the same position. Yeah. This is a, that. this is a topic that doesn't get spoken about enough at all. There, no. and there, there are so few resources that I'm familiar with that actually are out there to mm-hmm. help people who give a shit about this stuff to actually have um, something to bench, not, not benchmark, but just like yeah. either validate ideas or give them better strategies. Right. Because I know, I know of nothing. I would love to be a part of that project, but I have to focus yeah. on my one offer. So <laughs> I can't do that. I, I would absolutely love for me and Alicia to be on it because we, we are going to do a Road to Redemption podcast about oh, nice. our story. You know, because nice. we have a badass story, but that's all we're going to do. We're just do a quick six episode podcast and it'll be a resource for couples that are going through infidelity on either side of the relationship, you know? Love it, man. And so, that's so good. Yeah. And so, uh, but anyways, I can go into this all day with you. We yeah, can do same, another hour. Same. <laughs> same. But no, I, I appreciate you. I've loved everything we've spoken about today, just, just for context. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And, you know, you had to get up early, you drank instant coffee, but you made it happen. <laughs> So I love you so much you for that, brother. The sun has rose since I've been here. 
Yeah. Now you're ready to kick ass. <laughs> now that I've drained you of all your energy. No, I'm just kidding. I know you got tons more. <laughs> oh, I, I can create more. It's okay. But we will include uh, Chris's social media handles in the show notes and make sure that you guys have access to him. Follow him. Learn what he can do for you. And don't call him until you do. Don't message him until you do. <laughs> Or we will come down on you with the wrath of a thousand suns. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like Ryan will enter the chat again because I, I he's there. I know he is. Yeah. And he will come get you. Exactly. A hundred percent. Look, don't waste our time out here in these streets. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> We're doing the whole thing, Ryan. Do not cut any of this out. You, you heard it from me. Yes, you are, yes, sir. You're in Texas, right? Um, yeah. I might be over the next month. Fantastic, dude. That'd be amazing. I'll be over the next month. I know uh, we will do another Mexico. So absolutely, because we we barely scratched the surface. So we will do another episode for sure. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for your time, man. Go and take your last call, and dude, go go home and go to bed. You're taking too many calls today. (laughs) Way (laughs) too many. All right, brother. Let's get building. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.